Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Reditas Games Podcast. Oh, hey there. Um, let's jump right into it. Uh, so, uh, today we wanted to kind of take a look back at uh, gaming in 2017 and some of the uh, developments and uh, pieces of media that came out that we're particularly excited and about. Introspective. Yes, uh, retrospective. Retrospective. Introspective is when you look into yourself. Retrospective is when you look into the retro. You're sure. Okay. Um, so, uh, so for starters, um, uh, I mean, so, I mean, 2017, uh, for me had a few, few very significant high points. From I, I have awful long-term memory, so I don't, I don't differentiate in years. So we're going to see what comes up for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, um, because, because we all see it coming because I've mentioned it and I, and I think every podcast we've done so far, um, my game of the year, uh, video game of the year uh, for uh, 2017 was Nier Automata. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it because uh, I have talked about it quite a bit. And uh, Nier is great. Go play Nier. Yeah. Um, that's, if well, you like fighting games, go play Nier. If you like storylines, go play Nier. If, if you, you like, like existentialism. Existential <laughs> go, crises, go, go play, play Nier. Nier. If you like games that are more than the sum of their already pretty, pretty excellent parts. Yeah. If um, you like really gorgeous soundtracks. Yeah. And if you like Victoria's Secret models fighting with giant weapons, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd be, you might like Nier. So yeah, plops to Nier. Um, we are we are still using the uh, the literal. Yes, that is the iconic mug filled with water. <laughs> Which mug did you grab? It's the one that says, some things in life are better rich. Coffee, chocolate, men. That's our, that's our plops mug. Yeah, it's not, it's, not, it, it's Robbie's mug. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's true. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nier Automata um, is an uh, excellent game. Highly recommended. Uh, did some does some really some stuff I kind of haven't seen since uh, since like Metal Gear Solid. Since like pretty much the original uh, Metal Gear Solid or, or well, I mean, I guess Metal Gear Solid one, two, three, um, where it does some really interesting kind of ways of of bringing the player into the game in a way that's a little bit. Uh, unique, a little bit. Um, That's right. Metal pulled some shit, didn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I, I've never played much of Metal Gear Solid, but I'm sure it'll come up a lot. Yeah. Because because I have played Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid is a solid franchise. Yeah. Um. So uh, anyway, point is, Nier Automata, my game of the year for 2017, starting high. <laughs> he says my game of the year as if. I also have a game of the year, and I do not. So expect Robbie's game of the year later in this podcast. No, I we will build up to Robbie's game no, of the year. I'm not thinking of a game. Of the year. I don't rank things. <laughs> I know, I know he doesn't. Um, all right. So, uh, but what's something on your list? I mean, 2017 was a big year for Overwatch for me. I say big year for Overwatch as if it's been around a lot. It came out like late 2016. <laughs> Um, but it was a year. It's, it's kind for of been, Overwatch. Uh, the first full year it of Overwatch. It was the year of Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, which I guess, even though it didn't launch, is worth mentioning because it's a game that requires upkeep and they devote. I mean, this is Blizzard. It's kind yeah. of what they do, but they devote a lot of resources to keeping keeping up with the community and uh, updating and things and trying to balance their game and adding content. Yeah, I mean, um, which is ambitious for Overwatch because the the community also expects like movies like short yeah. films animated short yeah. films and backstories and comics like this is a multimedia franchise in a way that i 
can't super. I mean, they even they even tried to they even tried to pull out uh, tried to pull off an alternate reality game to in advent of releasing a character, which you know they did. The problem was the character got delayed, which kind of created a little bit of an issue. (laughs) But um, but yeah, so like you know they 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 make they take full advantage of of gaming culture and like playing off of aspects but speaking of they're also pioneering gaming culture yeah by creating their own professional league like yeah. outside of i don't i've never followed pro gaming i've so never I don't, followed pro I gaming either. they're so, just like teams and then there are competitions so like and they go and play so but. like you know people watch professional sports which you know we don't we don't talk about them mm, sports, sports a whole lot uh because because we're not overly into them uh but um but you know uh they're trying to like you know it's it's been a thing for a little bit, but they're they're constantly gaining more traction of making professional video gaming leagues. And Overwatch making an Overwatch league is a huge step. Yeah, because um, there's a lot to this. And they're game. throwing a lot into it. Yeah, not to mention is they they're also having to figure out how you film and broadcast a game like this. Yeah, which is which is very difficult. Yeah. There's a there's heard, a lot yeah, to this game. Yeah, some to some mixed results, but also no one else has tried doing it really. Yeah, not not like quite this to this level. Yeah. And I mean League of things like League of Legends, it's a t- you look top down, you see it, you see what's going yeah. on. Um Overwatch is very fast-paced. There's a lot of information that you can't possibly get it all. And plays happen so fast that being able to go and catch it. But So they're having to create systems for recording that are outside of, like, the game. Yeah, well, and even, like, even professional sports are... Uh, the, the ones that are played on a timer are stop and go. Like, yeah. you, don't, you don't just go for a whole game. Yeah. You, you stop every once in a while, and it gives audiences a chance to kind of watch replays and be like yeah this is what just happened and commercials um uh there's gonna be plenty of that too i'm sure when when the overwatch league gets run but um Um, and freaking um like a code of ethics has come up like players professional players getting banned for unsportsmanlike behavior outside of the league yeah which Um, is in i i which is interesting i don't know exactly where i fall on how i feel about that um yeah, and the well, and then there's um, th- then there's also like violation of, like so, some people have been hit with things for like violation of like, in-game implied rules. There's there's a whole there's a yeah, whole weird. Blizzard needs thing. to work out some kinks on there. Um, but they are trying yeah. to, which is actually yeah. in and of itself a huge feat. That's remarkable. Um, that a lot has happened with uh, uh, with Overwatch. I think Overwatch is going to be around for a while. Um, 2017, yeah, back to the topic of the episode, 2017 confirmed that Overwatch is here to stay. Is it, at, it least, was, at least through the whole year yeah, of 2017. 2017. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess my next one is, uh, um, I think I can say my most anticipated game of all time came out this year. Uh which was Persona Five. Oh yeah. Um, I've that did happen. Um, I've been a huge fan of the Persona franchise si- since three. I'm not. I'm not one of those people who's like you know, oh the original Persona is the best. I don't think there are people who are say the, the, the original is the best. <laughs> there are a lot of fans of Persona Two. Yeah. Or, or the Persona Twos because there are yeah, two Persona Twos. Two it's Persona a thing. Um, but um, the uh, uh, but Persona Five came out this year and. Um, I you know it, it was a really good really solid game. I will say it did not reach my lofty bar of expectations. Mm-hmm. But uh 
um, it does a lot right. There's a lot to like about it, and uh, and and it really also kind of did this fun like revival of this uh, kind of ridiculous anime thief genre. This kind of Lupin the Third yeah, sort Lupin. of like did anyone uh, really how much? But outside of Lupin, I don't. I mean, I think I think Lupin just popularized it so much. Yeah. But but there there are others. I just don't remember them. But um, I uh, guess DN Angel was he was like a yeah, thief. That yeah, was a thing. Yeah, that was a thing. Um, but uh, uh but in, in Persona Five, not only are you playing as this, but like the characters' personas are like for the most most of them are these famous thieves, which is and, great. Uh, which is this kind of great um uh kind of thing. And and, and uh, so you've got this really fun kind of uh um it felt it felt more li- like i mean it was dealing with heavy subject matter which my criticism biggest criticism levy at it is that it does not always deal with its heavy subject matter with the respect it really needed to but it yeah. also does treat um like it, it feels like a really fun adventure and uh um also showed kind of how stylish you can be with a game's purely via its aesthetics yeah. um it really revolutionized uis yeah. uh, in rpgs it really uh um uh managed to do a lot of interplay uh and, and um perfected its already fantastic uh um social link system with the confidants because in and, and the main difference uh, just because i know you haven't played it so i don't know that you know what it did don't call so me out online <laughs> um but the main difference between it and the others is uh um, whereas the leveling up your social links in the previous games made it when you fused personas of that type, they get, they got extra experience. That's still here. But the, but the other thing is just every, every single character, every single person you could be friends with in the game has like their own thing that they're good at that gives you ex like special abilities that you nice. unlock by leveling up your relationship with that character. Oh um, so you've got like, you know, the being friends with the girl who's a shogi champion um get like increases it gives you new tactical ability so you oh can start god. swapping out characters mid-fight oh my god, that's doing stuff so good. it is really great yeah um there's there's a whole lot there like and persona 5 um its dungeon designs were really good if a bit long uh i i found out playing persona 5 that i play the persona series much more for the social aspects <laughs> than for the dungeon crawling but it's still they're still really well designed mm-hmm. dungeons really good anyway persona 5 really great game um uh highly recommended uh and it came out this year and was 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 definitely i've been i've been waiting for persona yes, 5 for it came long. out in 2017 oh yeah by this year i'm at 2017 yeah the theme of this episode 2017 <laughs> what's, um, what's the next thing on your i want to talk about fucking death stranding which <laughs> did not come out yeah, death stranding has not come out it's coming out christmas 2018 we'll see if that happens because games can tend to fudge not- their release I will, that is another thing I'll say happened in 2017 is a whole bunch of delays. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Death Stranding. Okay, uh, so if you don't know what Death Stranding is, it that's is... That's okay. Neither do we, sort of? I know, but like, or the... Okay. <clears throat> so Hideo Kojima, eponymous, is I use that word correct, creator of Metal Gear Solid. Um, left it, Konami. Left Konami because they were being dicks to him. Just allegedly. They, and they, then they, Sony they, they was right. like, hey, you, legendary game director that Konami just snubbed and let leave, we'll let you do whatever you want. And he said, whatever I want? <laughs> and they said, whatever you want. And uh, then he did. Yeah, then he did. I don't <laughs> quite know. I've heard, do you know this, that they're doing creating a new engine for it? Well, I mean, I knew that 
he, before he left Konami, he made the Fox engine. Okay, like, he okay. put a ton of development time and resources into making the engine that Metal Gear Solid Five ran on. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then when he left, Konami was like, well, this is ours. Yeah. And he was like, okay, fine. So it doesn't surprise me that he's making a new engine. Yeah. Because um, I know he wanted, the whole point of the Fox engine is he wanted to make something that he could use pretty much for the rest yes. of his career. And uh, then, if you are a fan of horror at all, you should know of the the demo that changed horror, PT, yes. literally spawned a complete genre, subgenre of horror. Of horror. It was just just a demo, but that was part of the Silent Hills project that Kojima was doing with Camel Totoro and Norman Reedus. Norman Reedus is the main character which got scrapped because he left Konami. Left Konami, but Guess who he got back? Norman Reedus and Guillermo del Toro. Um, Guillermo del Toro is the guy in the second trailer. Oh? Yes. Okay. So Norman Reedus plays the main character. So three trailers have been released. The first one, um, I highly recommend you go see them, but first one is like naked Norman Reedus with a baby. Second one is Guillermo del Toro with a tank. (laughs) With a baby. Oh yeah, I don't want to. Also, oh shoot, what is his name? I have to look it up. I have to look it up. Ian, distract them while I look up who the actor is who's in sure. the second trailer. Okay, so my my next thing. Wait, and this wait, is a small you might thing. run over his name. He was in. Um, I think he played the villain in Doctor Strange. I don't remember his name. So go look it, it up. Um, so uh, my next thing is, um, and this is this is a dumb thing because because we we've mentioned we don't really play PC games a whole lot. Um, so when a PC game comes out that I really want to play uh, it, it, and that doesn't come to consoles, uh, it kind of drives me a bit crazy. But this year, we f- PS like, console players finally got Undertale, <laughs> and I finally got to play Undertale, yes. and it's really good. Uh, I know I'm really late to this party. Um, this, uh, uh, <laughs> it's like someone running around today enthusiastically yelling the cake is a lie because this is something that's been part of gaming culture for yeah. so long that uh, uh but but i finally got to play it and uh um I, I just i i think the thing that people don't talk about enough about undertale that i genuinely love is this off the wall hybrid of turn-based rpg with bullet hell <laughs> uh gameplay yeah it's great um, it's it's so cool it's so interesting it uh and then and then uh the the game just has so much heart uh, or should I say, so much determination? Um, there's so much to the game that uh, it, 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 on so many levels, and uh, the NPCs are so likable, and it was just this really fun experience. And I'm so glad that it finally it finally came console word. Yeah. Um, but I finally got to play it, and cool. it was great. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. Mads okay. Mickelson was in the second trailer. Um, and then the third trailer was more Norman Reedus and babies and, I don't know, maybe Cthulhu, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it's Something going. definitely Lovecraftian inspired. So, yeah, so go watch these trailers. Yeah, if, if you haven't watched these, do... Yeah, there's like three minutes, five it's, minutes, and then like ten minutes long. It's weird to say that trailers for a game that hasn't come out yet have been a high point of 2017, but... It, it, they have. They been. are. Oh my god! First of all, they're gorgeous. Yeah. Like even when compared to their contemporaries, when you watch a slew of trailers, they're gorgeous. They also, look like so good. Also, like they're weird. Like they're we weird. we still don't know what the game yes. is. Exactly. B, they're weird in a good way. <laughs> yeah. C. They're just really cool. Um, just, they're just really short, little fun little short films that are really entertaining to watch. And I don't have I have no idea what the game's gonna be. He talked about. I know Kojima had a conversation about like 
the death mechanic and how he wants to like do a different take on the death mechanic because he's like yeah. since the dawn of games with the uh, arcade games the whole point of dying is just to get you to put more quarters in we never moved past that some yeah. games have moved past yeah that. but i mean but there is there's definitely Merit. an element of truth yeah. to that uh, statement um and so I don't, apparently when you die you get to do some stuff before you go back to your body it was yeah. described in a weird way yeah we'll i don't see. know we'll Maybe see get some items i'm intrigued Ko- Kojima is a bizarre auteur. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, did you do you, do you have a next one you want to talk about? Oh, um, not really. What does I feel? Oh, let's talk about Dream Daddy. Because <laughs> Dream Daddy came out. Yeah, Dream Daddy Dude, came it, out in twenty seventeen. What was the was the Game Grumps that? Who? Yeah, I think so. They put it out and put, uh, like um, I don't know how involved they were if they were like. With producers or you're, you're, I've done you're treating research. me like I yeah. should be res- telling I didn't, you. And well, I don't because know. you, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't prep at all for this. So, um, but if you don't, if you don't know what it is, who are you? But second of all, um, Dream Daddy is a dating sim where you play a dad, dating dads, and and, and dad jokes are yeah. Twenty seventeen was everywhere. Was big on subversions of dating sims. There's yeah. also. How to Wait, when did How to Boyfriend? Oh, How to Boyfriend. That's that. But there is yeah. um that one. Uh, yeah, the uh, Doki, 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 Doki Literature Club. Literature Club yeah. If you want a weird horror twist on it, um, but Dream Daddy is just kind of solid. Like it just has good characters. Very well written. Well, yeah, good. That was writing. the way it hit me immediately. Is how incredibly well written the game is. Like fun, cute music. It is funny. It references video game culture. Yeah, constantly. In in unique ways and vi- and just sort of normalizes queer culture. Yeah, and it's it it was definitely deserving of the recognition it got, and I would argue def- uh, worthy of quite a bit more. Um, as is usually the case, be nice if we got it on consoles. Whatever, I mean, you, you don't <laughs> but we can fancy go. You don't need a fancy it. computer. We play. should download it and play it. I've just been watching Let's Play as well. I'm just spoiled. I want games on consoles. It's, it's just my comfort area. We get trophies. We're gonna, yeah, spoil. We, we are going to do an episode on tr- trophies and achievements and that whole Damn system. Um, but uh, but Steam has an achievement system too, so so they'll probably still have those on computer. Um, so yeah, uh, but Dream Daddy is definitely one to take a look at if you if you missed it. I would sing the song, but I don't remember it. Dream Daddy, Dream Daddy, something like that. Um, so, uh, my last video game I want to talk about, uh, is, um, has been really exciting because, because I, uh, um, we're, Robbie and I are big fans of the Dark Souls Bloodborne franchise. Yes. Um, uh, well, I guess technically, I, I guess another thing, another thing to mention is the end of the Dark Souls series. Did that come out this year? What, the, the last DLC did, um, oh. which capped it all off. But, um, but the, the other thing I want to, uh, uh, mention though is, um, after it took a little while, but after Dark Souls and Bloodborne really kind of hit uh, video gaming culture, we started seeing uh, other games get made in like in mm-hmm. what some refer to as a uh, Souls like uh, um, subgenre of RPG. Yeah. Um, we saw our first triple A Souls like yes. Neo, Neo hit this year, and Neo as well as the other one. But Neo, the surge looks the interesting. Surge, yeah. I'm really interested in it. But Neo, but Neo, Neo. Um, really managed to capture yes. the t- intensity of kind of that that risk reward feel, while also um, uh, 
adding expanding on the formula in some really interesting ways um it does help that it's in a baffling mind-bending thing for me it is loosely inspired by the last script written by my favorite filmmaker akira kurosawa i mean also the Um, main character is a real figure from japanese history um there's there's a lot that's just really interesting about neo and uh and it's been really exciting to see that yes direction of gaming get pioneered have a puppy yeah, a little spirit. Puppy. <laughs> a little spirit. A spirit. An- there are several different spirit animals you can have, but, but one of them is a puppy. The puppy. The puppy is pretty great. Uh, okay, so you said last video game. Last video. What I else do, have do you have? Um, so uh, one of the most exciting innovations in in gaming this year to me uh, came in the form of Fantasy Flight's Arkham Horror Living Card Game, okay. uh, which is um, uh, so you know since the 90s we've had games where you get to collect cards and build your own decks out of them and then you like put them head to head or or do stuff like this um arkham horror uh the arkham horror living card game does uses building decks to a very different effect than we've seen in gaming previously which is it uses it for role-playing more than anything else you you're you're given rules every character you have the option to pick has a different set of rules for constructing their deck Mm -hmm. and uh so so every character is going to feel different inherently and then you also have to build weaknesses into their deck you put like weakness cards each character has their own unique weakness they have plus you also have to have a kind of more generic one in there um and there are aspects of your deck that legitimately work against you, um, yes. which make makes your deck and, by extension, your character you're building feel flawed. Yeah. Uh, Brutally hard game, too. Souls-like, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, but, um, but, but yeah, it's... Uh, and it's a cooperative game, which I, we always love... I, I love cooperative games. Yeah. Um, uh, but... Um, but yeah, and it's and it's a narrative-driven card game, which yes. is kind of its own unique There's storyline thing. things that um, unfold. Uh, there are branches based on how, how well yeah. you do, what you do. There are like things what that you carry over um, yeah. from game to game, uh, including how much, essentially, victory points, which it turns into, like, points you can use to buy yeah, more cards to upgrade your deck positive feedback systems we just watched yeah. a great uh, mark brown episode on um yeah it's systems, it's uh, loops it, it does gaming. some really interesting uh, experiment experiments with game design in a really exciting way and getting to kind of see that come to fruition uh with with some of the some of the cards that have come out uh, i'm really looking forward to playing more of it yes um pro the, tip have someone who can kill things. Yeah, you need you need a you need a guardian class character in the game. It's yeah. uh, it's just kind of necessary. Yeah. Hopefully they there get to be a little more yeah. workarounds for Also that, pro freedom. tip, have someone who can find clues. Those are the big two. <laughs> yeah. Cuz clues when you the game, guardians keep, keep you, you alive. alive. Uh and both <laughs> of those are very important. Yeah. Um but at the same time like it's one of the few games I've seen hit take this Lovecraftian approach. Where it makes, where it legitimately makes you feel like you're on the back foot the entire time. You are doing real well. You are never strong enough to feel like you have things readily in hand in the Arkham Horror LCG, and it's really cool. Which is interesting because it makes me think of uh, Pandemic Legacy, which we played through season one of Pandemic Legacy this year. I was going to mention season two. Okay, okay. Well, segue. Segue. We did get to a point in season one where we spent a whole game just doing. Just preparing for the next game. Yeah, like we Just saying, they're going to make us do this. Let's just do it now. It was pretty great. We felt, I mean, 
you could say it was a little like we felt we were overpowered and it was too easy, but I don't know. It was also satisfying because so much of that game is feeling like you're just getting shit. <laughs> but um, but we did get to we've played the first couple games of Pandemic Legacy season two. Yes, which did come out this year. Yes, I think. I'm pretty sure it was this year. Might have been might have been the very end of last year. Whatever. We we but it was part of our our 2017 experience was playing was finishing Pandemic Legacy season one and starting Pandemic Pandemic Legacy season two, um, and it's uh, uh, it's really cool. Um, it's uh, it's another cooperative game. If you don't know what Pandemic is, it's like the cooperative game. It's the gateway co-op mm-hmm. board game. Um, and then Pandemic so, like, Legacy. Everyone plays Catan, and then everyone plays. Yeah, Catan's like the gateway Euro game. Yeah, um, like uh, Dominion's the gateway deck builder. I don't like Dominion either. <laughs> I don't um, like gateway games. But uh, um, but yeah, uh, um, Pandemic Legacy really expanded on that and added this interestingly dynamic storyline where things kind of happen based on how you approach things. And then season two has some really cool twists on that yeah it's, it's a different game which i think turned a lot of people off but i'm not the biggest fan of original pandemic so i'm super into it yeah i mean i liked pandemic pandemic legacy it was a lot better and yes. made and makes me going makes the idea of me going back and playing the original pandemic almost unthinkable no. uh, and then pandemic legacy season two has a very different foundation yes. it builds on and um its story is really promising. Its character building has a lot of potential for me. Like, I'm really interested. Yeah, specifically, I, feel... I want to talk about the death mechanic. <laughs> I love so the good. death mechanic. Um, so you get, when you make it, you, you have to make a character, and you start with a blank card. And at the bottom of this card is a row of scratch-off squares. You have no, like, all the cards are nondescript but each card has a unique series of uh, icons underneath those scratch-off squares. Yeah. And when you take damage... Well, when you get when exposed, you, get exposed, you take scratch damage, one off. You scratch one off. So at different points, your characters, depending on how much damage they could They could gain take, scars, which is... get scars. Game-debilitating... Uh, weaknesses. If, weaknesses. And, like, mechanics. Or that, they could just die. Or they die. Yeah. I was half expecting, and they're still... May- I, like, for all we know, someone gets exposed once and they die. Yeah. Which I would love. It would be awful. I mean, but I, I would be so like happy. if it were me, I'd be simultaneously upset, but also be like, "This is amazing game design." Oh my god! It's it's such a good idea. So it's so like, but we don't know that one could kill you. But like, also, you get to buy upgrades, and we've put. We were like, it just makes so much sense to take this one character and make them super good at this thing. But if they die, we're so fucked. Yeah, if they die, then then that's that's several several points worth of like post game upgrades you get for like. So now we're like trying to do all stuff. the stuff by like ma- and also making sure that character stays <laughs> safe. There's so much intrinsic motivation in the, in this game. Um, and that's yeah. a good thing. And it could all be through the illusion of danger because we don't know that know. that's like. But we are terrified to let a single character get exposed once. But it's going to happen at some point. Like, it's just going to happen at some point in the campaign. Like, I was about to let... We were in a situation where I was about to let my character get exposed, but then we didn't have to. Yeah, we found found a way around We found a way around. So, um, but yeah, it's... it's Pandemic. Pandemic pandemic slash Pandemic Legacy slash Pandemic Legacy Season 2. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, it's it's a really cool gaming experience. Shows that... um, Shows to bring to the table. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, Wait, no, that gets pops. That gets, gets pops. pops. Okay. Um, 
bad yeah. puns. Uh, um, <laughs> but it shows uh, that uh, board ha- still ha- um, that I feel like uh, I feel like ten- is easily ignored if you aren't already part of board game culture. I'm gonna take the dice out of the cup so when I want plops, it's easier to fair. I mean, I ran <laughs> out a while ago, so okay. I've just been winging it. All right, sure. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of our 2017 in in retrospect. There's been there's been some really cool stuff to come out of this year, and I'm uh, looking forward to seeing how th- those are built upon and how absolutely new things come out of the woodwork in 2018. Yeah, a um, lot to look forward to yeah. in 2018. There's Anthem, there's, I don't know, Moss. I didn't prepare this. Moss. Moss is Teasers. a VR game for, for I mean, PSVR. Yeah, we're not going to go into all... We're yeah. not going to now um, start a second episode on things to look forward things to. Things to look forward but... to in 2018. No, um, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, uh, I'm... Uh, there's a lot coming up that I'm really interested in. So, Death uh, Stranding will actually come out in 2018, probably, maybe. I'm I'm putting my money on 2019. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie; I, it does, it's gonna get delayed at least once. It does seem like they set themselves up for like a bit of a an upset, being like it's gonna come out Christmas 2018. Detroit Become Human. Oh my God! Detroit Become Human. I'm really looking forward because, to it. Yeah, because if we don't talk about Beyond Two Souls enough. <laughs> Uh, we managed to work it in in this episode too. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were getting out of an episode without us talking about Beyond Two Souls, uh, but nope. <laughs> anyway, um, that also has some great trailers. Go watch the trailers for yeah, Detroit yeah. Become Human. Yeah, I almost said Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> anyway, um, but uh, but yeah, thank you for uh, for listening, and uh, we'll 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 go ahead and let you, we'll go ahead and let you guys off here. Uh, but uh, we'll talk to you next time, and uh, take care. Bye. Bye.